0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and after a brief hiatus where Diana and I and the family, we went on vacation, we are back, we are ready to bring you more Stuff You Don't Need to Know. Uh, Just a little FYI, uh, this is the last week of August. This is also the last week that Diana will be in the house. Oh no. So she and I are actually preparing sort of a... We're trying to decide which topic we we are going to discuss sort of as our last podcast until she comes back from break uh, but she's going to keep up podcasting on her end of course diana's podcast is Else World's finest so please check that out so what are we going to talk about today so you know around this time of year it's the end of august uh, a lot of times you know video games for the fall are getting ready to come out and uh, battlefield 5 you know it's getting ready to come out the beta has been set to be released um in the beginning of september and since i pre-ordered it i believe i will actually get access to that a couple of days early hooray so i'll be reporting on that also mba 2k19 is getting ready to come out it is coming out uh second week in september but 2K is really good about this, and NBA Live does this too as well, but 2K is really good about putting a prelude out there, Uh, and the end of this week, August 31st, the prelude for NBA 2K19 is coming out. Now, you know, I do, as you guys know, I do a couple other podcasts. One of them, of course, is Defender of the Realm, where I talk video games, uh, but that's more sort of RPG, fantasy-type role-playing games. Uh, I'm probably going to start talking NBA 2K19 here on Stuff You Don't Need to Know because I think the audience here would appreciate that more than my audience over at Defender of the Realm. Um, so I'm not really going to be talking about 2K19 today. Only, the only reason I bring it up is whenever, you know, really since 2K12, I've been a fan of the game. I've been a fan of the series. And whenever the game is getting ready to release, especially with 16, 17, 18, with the in-depth career mode... Whenever the prelude comes out, it just gets me thinking about the NBA in general, which, of course, will lead me to the topic we're going to be talking about, and that is my beloved New York Knicks. So, yes, the season doesn't start until October. Summer League is over. Why are we going to talk about the Knicks? Well, let's see what's going on with them and, you know, what's coming up. So, really, you know, over the weeks, I'm going to be talking to you about the New York Knicks. Now, this is my team. This has been my team since as long as i can remember my dad will tell stories of how when i was out there five six years old with my mini basket uh you know i'm doing play-by-play i was walt frazier i was uh, earl the pearl monroe i was dave the busher i was bill bradley i was willis reed uh i was phil jackson because he did play for the Knicks. you know i i i was doing all that um I have suffered with this team year in and year out. And, you know, I saw the other day that a disgruntled Knicks fan has said, you know, he said, I have been a long-suffering Knicks fan since the 90s. Pal, I have been a long-suffering Knicks fan since the late 70s. So, I do not feel your pain. (laughs) Um, You know, and he's putting up his fandom, uh, you know, he's auctioning it off on eBay. He's pretty much saying, I'm done with the Knicks. So whichever team wants to purchase my fandom, I, side note here, I hope none of them do. And I hope because of his disrespect to the Knicks, he gets barred from Madison Square Garden, but that's just my two cents. But let's talk about my beloved Knicks. Now, I know a lot of people have really been down on them. I mean, this has been a team in turmoil for the last couple of years. My first thoughts were, oh God, we're gonna get more of the same. We don't know when Porzingis is coming back but we do know he is coming back. And first thing I want to talk about or just mention really quickly is I do follow uh, Christoph Porzingis on Instagram. And even in the offseason, last off season before the 2017-2018 uh, season, he was posting workout videos, um, showing himself getting ready for the upcoming season. And I was like, oh my God, This is a potential MVP player right here. Uh, You could see him working on the weak points of his game. You could see him working on his conditioning, on his strength. And, you know, now rehabbing from the ACL, he posts videos of of his workouts and his rehab. This guy's going to come back strong. Now, some things that I want to say right off the bat is, look, I'm not expecting much out of this team this year. Um, I want them to have a decent record. If they don't make the playoffs, I'm not going to be sad about it because I don't want Kristaps Porzingis to rush his recovery, to rush his return. They also have a lot of young talent, and I don't want them to rush these guys either. Let them develop. Knicks, you guys have been killing me for years. You, you, you draft some great young players, then you package them and you ship them away for a bunch of has-beens. Um, can we stop with this already? you know it looks like this year we have a great core of young players that we can build around Kristaps porzingis let's not turn porzingis into patrick ewing because one of the things that breaks my heart is that patrick ewing never got a ring it it, it just and if you're a long-suffering knicks fan like i am you you, you feel my pain i mean i feel for the guy He deserved a ring. He deserved talent around him. They never got it for him. They got him bit players and role players and guys that were great, you know, three or four years prior. That's not how you win championships. Let's not turn KP6. Let's not turn him into Patrick Ewing. Um, I love the Knicks. Like I said, my dad would take me to games in the late 70s, the early 80s. We'd sit up into what was then known as the blue seats. You know, I know Rangers fans, and I'm a Rangers fan as well. You know, the blue seats are kind of... But the the blue seats were the cheap seats. You know, this is where the common man sat. I watched Bill Cartwright. I watched Michael Ray Richardson. And you want to talk about a tragedy there, Michael Ray Richardson. Um phenomenal talent drugs just ruined that man and it was it was it was a shame uh we saw a very young bernard king and i'll never forget watching the very first lottery draft lottery patrick ewing is coming out of georgetown they're throwing these teams into the lottery. The Knicks are there. And we're watching the picks. And it's getting down there. And it's getting down there. And the Knicks representative was Dave DeBusher. And we're waiting. And my dad and I were on the edge of our seats. And, you know, it's, 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 it's announced. It's official. Knicks get the number one pick. And we know it is Patrick Ewing. My dad saved up money and got us not floor seats, but got us pretty good seats. We were probably about 30 rows behind the bench um, you know, we saw Patrick, not in his debut, but, you know, in, in, in the in the opening weeks of the season, you know, I got to see a very young, raw Patrick Ewing. Um, Diana, who is not a sports fan at all, is a Knicks fan. Uh, I, I've been taking her to Knicks games for the last couple of years. She is so into it. Outside of Kristaps Sportsinga, she probably couldn't name you any other guys on the team. She doesn't care. She loves it. She loves MSG. She she gets into the games again. She doesn't know many players, but she just loves it. And she is a passionate, diehard Knicks fan. Maybe not the most knowledgeable one, but, but she's there. So, enough of the background. Let's dive into it. What can we expect? What should we expect from the Knicks this year? Now, on the surface, I'm looking at them. I'm like, I don't recognize this team at all. You know... I don't know who these guys are are we going to get more of the same but then I stepped back and I said you know what clean slate time the Jeff Hornaceck years are done those were tumultuous turmoil ridden years I really kind of felt especially in his second season that they didn't want him anymore you know and by that I mean management GMs owners whoever they didn't want him there it was a crazy crazy season throw on top of that, that your star player, potential MVP, and I also think potential defensive player of the year, Christoph Schwarzingis goes down with a serious ACL injury. You know, Frank, uh, and I always, and I'm going to butcher his name. I constantly butcher his name, but you know who I'm talking about. Frank Nicodelikina, Frankie N, Frankie the Frenchman. You know who I'm talking about. With all that going on, you know, all the burden was placed on him. So I feel this season he's going to get a fresh start. We have a new coach, David Fisdale. Um, guy has a pretty good pedigree, okay? Um, you know, he was an assistant for Golden State. He was an assistant with the Atlanta Hawks. He was an assistant with the Heat. He head coached, you know, head coach of the Grizzlies for two seasons. His first season, he took them to a 43-39 and record. He got them in the playoffs. Second season, yeah, they did not get off to a great start. Um, he had the little run in with Marcus Saul. He he benched him, they fired him. He gets a fresh start. Nick's management, Nick's owners. Give this guy a chance. He's got a young team, he's got a raw athletic team, and I think he's got a great attitude. David Fisdale has been preaching positionless ball. Now, let's take a look at what's been going on in the NBA. Jump back a few years. LeBron, and this is really going back a few years. LeBron, the decision, goes to Miami. D-Wade is there. They bring in Chris Bosh. Super team time. NBA follows suit. Let's start putting together super teams. Let's lump two, three, maybe four all-stars. Let's throw them on teams and let's see what happens. Well, we know that formula didn't work really well. Um, Golden State Warriors, small ball. You know, I, I, I laughed at them. I said, my, my God, you don't have a center. You know, you, you don't have any big bodies in the middle. <sighs> you, you, you can't argue with the success that they've had. Um, now, that's the thing is now the NBA is following suit. We're going to start to see more and more of this sort of small ball formation. You know, I've read something that with LeBron going to the Lakers, they're talking about putting LeBron in at the five. Now, I'm not saying that LeBron's. Le, bleh, I'm not saying LeBron's a small guy. But as a center, okay. Hey, I'm not a Lakers fan. Lakers, do what you want. You you have a great player there. Use them the way you want to use them. Whatever. We're here to talk about the Knicks. So David Fisdale is talking positionless ball. He's he's basically saying that maybe, with the exception of Frank Nicodolina, you know, these guys, they're going to be out there on the court playing their game. They're not going to be stuck in traditional roles these guys are going to float around back and forth you know between you know the three the four the five you know the two and the three you know these guys can kind of play anywhere because what they have unlike the golden state warriors who you know they're playing small ball they have smaller quicker guys great jump shooters and you know what that works for them you know what the knicks have the knicks have tall lanky athletic guys so let's talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, like I said, they're kind of built not to play like the Golden State Warriors. They're kind of built to play a different way. You have some studs on this team, and I think they did really good in the draft. Uh, let's, I'm going to jump around here. Let's talk Mitchell Robinson. Seven-footer. I watched him play in the summer league, and I was blown away. Raw talent. Knicks management, don't blow it with this guy. Don't package him. Don't send him anywhere else. Can you imagine a front court of two seven-footers that are lanky and athletic and one of them can shoot threes? I'm talking when Christoph Swarzingis comes back. Mitchell Robinson, KP6, playing the 4-5, the 3-4, whatever. Again, Fizdale is saying there's no positions out there. But you have these two monsters down on the block. imagine this one side of the key, seven foot one Mitchell Robinson who can jump out of a building. I mean if you watch the Summer League, you saw what this guy could do um, you know he could he could guard the paint, he could rebound, he's gonna dunk like nobody's business uh, and you've also seen him too close in on shooters, you know perimeter shooters uh, you know he's quick. Leaping ability, you know, ungodly leaping ability for 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 a man his size, and he's nineteen years old, or twenty, I believe, nineteen or twenty years old. He's only going to get quicker, stronger, better. Let's bring him along. Let's develop him. Now, imagine on the other side of the key, seven foot three, Kristaps Porzingis, who was blocking shots like it was nobody's business last season, can rebound. People say he's weak on defense. I don't think so. I don't think you are giving him a chance. You have two monsters on either side. You know, I love watching ESPN where they do the science of the game and and they talk about angles and velocity and release points. Can you imagine a team like Golden State with these perimeter shooters and you have two guys, seven foot plus, on either side of the key, okay? You're going to go put up a perimeter shot, even if they don't get their hands on it. The fact that, you know, Mitchell Robinson, seven foot one. I mean, the guy looks like he leaps 10 feet in the air, spreads his arms out. Even if he doesn't get his hand on the ball, he is altering your shot. Steph Curry aside, who I believe is a mutant, uh, who can get shots off like nobody's business, any other shooter out there, you, you, you get either one of these guys coming at you. Again, if they don't block your shot, they're altering it. You're not getting it in. You're missing. Um, you know... Just just, just just, imagine that when KP comes back, uh, you know, what we're going to have down low. Uh, I'm really looking forward to watching the development of Mitchell Robinson. Um, let's talk about the fact about their other draft pick, Mr. Kevin Knox. Um, a lot of people are already touting this guy to be rookie of the year. Now, look, he's definitely a talented guy. I don't really follow college basketball that much, but I watched him in the summer league. I watched clips of him playing in college this guy's got talent um again he's a young guy he's gonna make mistakes let him learn you got a lot of youth on this team you have some veteran leadership in you know enos Cantor down low kp6 down low new coach fresh slate let's let's let these guys gel and play together as a team so so kevin knox um You know, he's a guy, he could play easily the two or three, possibly the four, because, again, tall, athletic, lanky guy. Good offensive skills. Probably is going to need to improve on defense, but, hey, he could work on that. Now, their shooting guard right now, Tim Hardaway Jr. Not a bad guy. You know know what you're getting with him. You're going to get decent production. You're going to get decent play out of him. He and Kevin Knox, they could play off of each other. They could switch it around, you know, going between the two and the three. Again, you put a Mitchell Robinson out there. KP6 comes back. This is an athletic squad, okay? Who's going to be running the point? Well, we know it's going to be Frank Nicolina. He's going to be running the point. Now, again, up and down season last year, but let's look at it. He loses Christoph Porzingis you know Jeff Hornacek he know he's he he knows he's going out management doesn't know what they're doing there's a lot of turmoil there's a lot of chaos they know a lot of people are going to be leaving this team and all the focus goes on him now because he's pretty much once once Porzingis goes down he suddenly is now the face of the franchise he's carrying the bulk of the load and that's and that's not what he does you know he came from a system in France over here to a system in the US you know he even said, you know, listen, the strength and conditioning we did in France is nothing like what you guys do here. You know, it was killing him. He's now had a year. He's had an off season. I also follow him on Instagram. He has been working his butt off. He is going to be in great shape. He is going to be ready to go. Again, summer league is summer league, but watching him gel, especially with Mitchell Robinson, but with Kevin Knox, with this young team, I think... He could sort of look at it and say, Hey, I can run this team. You know, positionless basketball, we're talking. I can almost imagine them running kind of like a 1 4 offense where, you know, Frank Nicolina is going to be your primary ball handler. But really, any of these guys can handle the ball. You know, they're going to be out there playing and having fun. Knicks management, please let them do this. Um, you know, another good pickup they had, and some people were kind of jeering this, and I was scratching my head a little bit, but then again, stepping back and thinking about it, you know, picking up Mario Hazonia. Uh, this was a guy back in twenty fifteen when Porzingis was, was picked by the Knicks. He was he was the next pick by the Orlando Magic. A lot of people feel he never lived up to his potential. Was it the way he was used in uh, you know, by management in Orlando? You know, what was it? who knows he's an athletic guy again he's on the tall side tall lanky athletic guy good offensive skills decent rebounder you know pretty good defender here's the thing they picked him up cheap one year contract I think it's like six million dollars uh he's going to be a free agent at the end of this contract he's playing for his life okay this is like uh this is like what you call a low risk high reward thing here you pick him up cheap the guy's playing for his life here. You know, he has a great season. Nick signed him to a nice long-term deal. Or another team will look at it and pick him up. You know, he's he's basically... It's like a make-or-break year for him. So you know he's either going to come out there and play his heart out knowing that his career could be on the line. Or if he's a bust, he's a bust. All right, we got one year out of him. Doesn't really hurt us, you know, in the long run. Um, again... You know, this versatility that he has. He could play the two, he could play the three, he could possibly play the four uh positionless basketball like David Fisdale wants. I mean, this is a great fit for it. It's a fresh start. It's a fresh start for him. It looks like it's gonna be a fresh start for the Knicks. I think they're really gonna gel. Now, you know, again, let's focus on Frank Nicodolina. Um You know, he looked really good in the summer leagues. And again, people will be like, ah, summer league, summer league, whatever. To me, it shows that he wants to play. To me, it shows that he's more comfortable in the system. Um, I think he's going to have a really good year. And when when Porzingis comes back, he's going to have a great year. His assist numbers are going to go up. His points are probably going to stay about the same. But you know what? That's okay. This is a guy that's going to be dishing the ball off you have talent around you you know play with them you know run with them feed them the ball you know you really have so much potential out there it looked like he was having a lot of fun playing with these guys in the summer preseason will be coming up soon we'll see what that looks like but I think you're going to see a much different you know Frankie M Frankie N sorry uh this season and I I think his play is going to elevate he's going to become more of a pure point guard I hate to say it because I never liked the guy I still don't like the guy but he reminds me of a young Isaiah Thomas there I said it despise the man when he was playing really whatever don't think that highly of him but Frank Nicodolina kind of reminds me of a young Isaiah Thomas minus that attitude. Um, I think he you're going to really see him emerge as a pure point guard. He's not going to be a scorer, but he'll get his points where he needs them. He's, I think he's great defensively. Um, again, when Porzingis went out, so much pressure was falling upon him. It's going to take its toll. Fresh start. I think he's ready to go. All right, so... You know, we talked about what to expect, or I talked about what I kind of expect for the Knicks this season. Now, one thing I feel that they don't do, or if they do it, they sure as heck don't show it to us, the fans, is look towards the future. Now, we don't know when Porzingis is coming back. I want him to come back when he's healthy and ready. I don't expect these guys to make the playoffs. If Porzingis does come back early enough, they could scrape their way into the playoffs, but they're not going far. You know, so New York and Knicks fans need to understand that. If they put out a good product there and a good team, I'll get behind them. If I see the potential there and I see that they're going to keep that potential, I'm going to get behind them. Now, a name that I didn't really talk about too much, and I'm going to bring it up now, Enos Cantor. I think he's done a great job for them. But Mitchell Robinson comes along like I think he will. Porzingis comes back, his his minutes are going to go down. It only makes sense. You're going to want to get Mitchell Robinson out there on the floor more. Enos Cantor's minutes are going to start to go down, when, especially when Porzingis comes back. I don't think that's really going to sit well with him, and, and I kind of understand it. You know, he's a very talented guy. I mean, I think he's filled the middle very, very well in the short time he's been with the Knicks, but He's putting up good numbers. I think he, in the beginning of the season, he's going to put up some pretty good numbers too. If, if Porzingis comes back and he looks like the Porzingis of old, Mitchell Robinson really is blossoming and shows great potential, strike while the iron is hot. Enos Cantor will have value. You know, I. I know I said earlier, oh my God, the Knicks just trade people away and they get nothing in return. Well, you have a pretty good chip here. Enos Cantor could get you some good utility players, backup players, and draft picks. So, in my little scenario, KP6 comes back. It doesn't matter when he comes back, you know, as long as before the trade deadline. And he's looking good. And Mitchell Robinson is coming along. And, and this young, tall, lanky, positionless team is really starting to gel, look to the future, trade Enos Cantor, get some good stuff for him, some, some guys that will fit into this system utility players get some draft picks and let's start looking towards the 2019 draft now i'm not a big college basketball guy um i have my reasons for it whatever separate podcast so i went to espn.com uh looked at their sort of like you know top 100 you know college players you know projected 2019 drafts this and that two names popped up that i think the knicks should definitely look at and i think they would have the potential to get simply because I don't think they will make the playoffs or if they do, they're going to scrape their way into the playoffs and probably be bouncing the first round. So they're going to be up there. They're, they're going to get some draft picks. And if they listen to me and do my little Enos Cantor deal there, maybe I'll get some even more draft picks. But I was looking it up and there's two guys I think that would really fit very well into the system that I think they're going to try to establish this athletic, tall, positionless basketball. So Two of the names that popped up were uh, Romeo Langford. Uh, he's a shooting guard uh, for Indiana University, uh, University of Indiana. Um, again, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. He is a good shooting guard, but he is what he is. He's going to need to be replaced. It's going to happen. He's going to become a free agent. He's going to get traded. Whatever it's going to be, we need a we need a replacement. Romeo Langford looks to be a good replacement from what I've read. Again, I don't watch a lot of college basketball, but this is a guy, a highly touted guy. Cam Reddish from Duke. You know, ESPN ranks him number three. A lot of people say this is probably the greatest in the current crop of of college basketball players. This is probably the greatest college basketball player for 2018, 2019 that you would never heard of. Um... Again, he is a shooting guard. So I just said, you know, Romeo Langford, he's a shooting guard. Why are we getting all these shooting guards? Tall, athletic, lanky, positionless basketball. He could kind of flow in and out, just like a Kevin Knox. Um, you know, I, I think he'll really fit into the system. You know, it looks like if they want to kind of go with the way that David Fisdale is looking to, to kind of groom this team, these are two really good fits. And these are two players that the Knicks management, scouts, whoever, really should keep an eye on and see what develops with them. Alrighty, so I kind of hoped... I know it's a change-up. I know we usually talk comic books and we talk movies and stuff like that, but I am a die Knicks fan. And uh, like I said, whenever NBA 2K is getting ready to come out, I know basketball isn't until October, but I just can't stop. You know, I love basketball so much. I just start thinking about it and I start thinking about my Knicks. So... Eh, I mean like I said preseason doesn't start until early October so I don't know if I'm going to be doing Knicks updates every week but I'll be talking about the Knicks I'll be talking about my experiences with NBA 2k19 uh when the prelude comes out I'm going to download it I'm going to play it I'm going to kind of make my decision there am I going to purchase it because this is the first time that I didn't pre-order NBA 2k I'm waiting to see what happens with it again separate podcast all right guys www.brothersandarmchairs.com That is the production website for myself and all my friends. You have Nerd and Me. Enter the Nerd Zone. Stuff You Don't Need to Know. Defender of the Realm. Fat Guys in Little Coats. Five Great Podcasts. We'll talk about whatever you want to hear. www.brothersandarmchairs.com Go to that website. Check it out. Keep it tuned because later on this week hopefully... Diana and I can get in a final podcast before she goes off to school. So keep it tuned for that. This is Jay, and I'll talk to you later.